<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toycast. My name is Brian. Joining me, as always, on this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, it's episode forty-three. So I got to know: Are you ready to talk some toys? Man, ain't nobody got time for that. Wait, that's just the cough that I've had left over from being sick. Yeah, uh, yes. we. I guess yes, that's I kind of an update here. You've been you you uh, you had a pretty lengthy battle with the vid lately, did you not? I did and uh, got over it, but uh, so uh, I know we we do some editing. But if a if a cough or a cough attack sneaks through, I, I do apologize to the listeners. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I'm ready to to talk some toys because. All I've talked to is a, a four and a six year old in Fortnite and Barbie, so I am ready to talk some toys. It's going to be a great episode. Our main event is the Mortal Kombat line from Hasbro from the '90s that were uh, kind of GI Joe style, um, although they weren't technically GI Joes, which is interesting because the Street Fighter line was. But uh, we'll get into that in a little bit in our main event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, we're going to dive into what has us excited. And what we're finding on the pegs, I have a feeling, spoiler alert, Travis, this might be a little empty since he was unable to do any toy spotting for uh, several days there. But, uh, of course, we always dive into the show with an icebreaker. Uh, this week it is my turn for an icebreaker. So here it is, Travis, and this is kind of a simple question, but maybe with a less than simple answer. Uh, you are a few years older than me, so your, your perspective might be a little bit different, but... Back when I was a kid, and so I, you know, I was born in 85, so I feel like late 80s, maybe into the early 90s, Toys R Us was always brown, and then it, like, the color went to white as as it went into the to the 90s and 2000s and stuff. But every now and then you'll see pictures okay. on social media where the storefront was brown, and when I see that... Like the shingles, like the, the shingles in the walk entrance, essentially. Right. And when I yes. see okay. that, it always hits me with, like the nostalgia of LJN and Hasbro and stuff. Does it do that for you too? Oh yeah. Um, because uh, when, so Toys R Us around here, we had one, two, we had three locally, four, four, excuse me. Um, there was uh, the big one, and the first one was the Dayton Mall. Then, um, then they had the Salem Mall, which was uh, that was one of the brown ones. I do remember that. And even when it closed, it still had the brown shingles up front. Um, there was one in Springfield that basically took over a Sun TV. I don't know if any listeners remember Sun TV or the buildings that Sun TV was in, but um, there was a Toys R Us there. And then the last one and the newest one was over at Fairfield Commons, and it was in a strip mall, but it had 
white as well. But uh, yes, I, I, I definitely got like like a nostalgic feel for for that brown like shingle view like it's i mean really just toys r us in general because a lot of them were laid out the same you walked right. in and you had that cart area and in the cart area were all of your quarter vending machines like mm-hmm. 40 of them 20 on each side on each entrance cuz they hit you coming and going on the vending machine. Boy, and they then, did too. I didn't think about that, but you're right. They were on both sides. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, they they hit they hit both sides. So, and they were different. So you had to look at every one of them. Um, but then when you walked in, you had your customer service desk, but you had to like strategically walk around. I guess they it was seasonal for a little bit, like because I always remember like at Easter time. That's where like the Easter baskets and the Easter candy was. And then Correct. like when you kind of turn that corner to the left to come back to the, the other side of the service counter, like that was where a lot of the big or the new displays were like, um, if there was a new star Wars movie, there'd be a star Wars display. Every once in a while you would see a wrestling display around WrestleMania or, um, you know, whatever featured toys were right there. And then it's just like the Red Sea parted and you could go, like, anywhere. And I always thought that was crazy that, like, when you walked in, you had to... It's almost like... It was like a tunnel, almost. You had to walk through that little section before you could even get to the main event or, you know, all of the big toys. Um, you know, another thing that I remember nostalgic about Toys R Us was whenever you wanted to buy something big, like a video game, you know, before there was the video game section and the electronic section where everything, you know, you just went and said, hey, can you grab this game off the shelf? And they moved the glass door. Do you remember the tickets? The slip, and yeah. Yeah, you would grab the slip, and then you know it was a. It looked like a yellow ticket with a blue border, and you grabbed it, and then they scanned it, and then you took that ticket over to I don't know, like this caged-in area, and you knocked on the door, and mm-hmm. it felt like the Wizard of Oz. It was like a half and half door, and the top half opens up, and some person's like, "What do you want, kid?" You <laughs> hand them your. You hand him your Super Nintendo. I just need Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. Hold on. And then, you know, they get it. And, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm i now rambling about Toys R Us and what it was. But, I mean, it, it was stuff like that, that that you remembered. And, like, what made it fun. Or, like, when you got your first bike, you know, I did get, I think, my first or second bike there. And, you know, you took your ticket to the bike up and then come around back to the loading dock. And I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm in the back of Toys R Us. There's no dry, there's no parking lot back here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's little things like that that, that I miss and I, that that made it 
what it was and made it stand out and made it fun to go visit. And, you know, they had birthday parties there. Like, how smart is it to have a birthday party in a toy store? Come on now. Like, everybody's going to get the toy there for the birthday party. Like, that's how cool this place was. Like, it wasn't just a retail establishment that sold toys. It was the place to be as a kid. I think Toys R Us will always go down, especially from our generation, as, to me, like, that's more exciting than Disney World. That's more exciting than, like, what's the most exciting thing as a kid? Well, it's not as exciting as going to Toys R Us, right? I, I remember that point of when you parked the car, when your parents parked the car at Toys R Us, like, you couldn't, like, that, the excitement that I would ha- have building, like, oh, my God, I get to go in Toys R Us, you know? It was, yes. such, it was such a, like an amazing feeling. And then those, those doors open, like you said, you go through the seasonal stuff and, um, and then like, I remember mine did rearrange inside where the action figures were, but like, we always kind of knew where the action figures would be and you go and, and it's like immediately to the wrestling, but then also too, like you got to look at the turtles and X-Men and Spider-Man and Batman and all these all amazing toy lines and. And Toys R Us just always—it always felt like they had a little bit more than other stores at that time. But I did notice um, as years went on, for whatever reason, mine just didn't stock as well. Like, it was a lot of the same stuff. And like, I remember finding better stuff at Walmart. And this is probably 2015, 2016 when we're in the di- the dying days of Toys R Us. It just so disappointing, you know, and then when it did eventually go away, now I just wish it was back. It's, it's, it's crazy. And so my point is bringing up that different storefront, both of mine that were here locally had the white background, but okay, there was something so special about when I had that, that brown background, I guess, because that's the I first would, version I, I remember. Always look, yeah. I would always like even going on vacation. Um, even as an adult, I would always get out the yellow pages and this is, yeah, before navigation. Um, and I would find where the Toys R Us was. So like I have been to like the Orlando Toys R Us. Um, there was a, um, right when I got married, uh, we went to see her brother in North Carolina and one night I just had to get out because it was her brother and uh, their kids and his wife and, you know, my wife at the time. And I was just itchy and I, there was a Toys R Us 20 minutes away and I got almost got caught in a flash flood coming back from a North Carolina cause it was on the, on the coast on the beach and like, but I had to go to see what was in that Toys R Us. Like had to like, you know, because well, they're, they're going to have something different. Why? Because buying patterns are different. And, you know, I, I don't know why I thought that or why, you know, knew that, but you know, I always would have to find, um, you know, my, my dad would always laugh because it was, 
the first thing once we would get into the hotel room, I would grab the the yellow pages and find the closest Toys R Us and find if there was a comic shop close mm-hmm. because I always wanted to go check them out. Yeah, there's something special about that, right? Like you've just it's it's not your Toys R Us, so it's kind of fun to see. I know when I lived in Missouri, I lived in a small town called Eldon, where the wrestling school was based up, based out of at the time. And the nearest Toys R Us was an hour away in this town called <coughs> Columbia, Missouri. But about once every couple to three weeks, a group of us would get together and we would drive to Columbia to check out Best Buy because we didn't have a Best Buy either. Toys R Us. And then we'd usually eat somewhere there because Columbia had, you know, a lot, a lot more better restaurants or different restaurants, I guess. But yeah, and I mean, right. the number of times we saw anything good at that Toys R Us, very <coughs> few, but it was, it was worth it to just be able to go through those doors again. Yeah, just, just for fun, because even if you walked out empty handed, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, <coughs> excuse me. And they may have re- rearranged it a little different. The figures, could have been in a different spot. Like it was just different scenery and, and made it fun. Yeah, I definitely. And that's why I will always remember about Toys R Us, but to kind of transition into uh, what has us excited, you know, we've kind of, I feel like we're broken <clears> records <throat> to a certain degree where it's a lot of talk of, you know, well, nothing new, no new news, but um, I, I feel like there's always something <clears throat> that's happening. Um, obviously I, I, I'm still kind of excited about this. We announced on, on I believe on the last episode that, uh, People can now get the gobbledygooker from us. We have that available as well as Arachnaman. Um, we have more stuff in the works that we'll be announcing very, very soon. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's any other news hitting right now where I'm like, ooh, that's exciting. Because I feel like we're in that lull. Because as we record this, it's early February. And I believe... Toy Fair was canceled. Right. And that's and that everything was geared up for Toy Fair, Right. And so, right. until that happens, I feel like we're we're kind of in a lull. I guess I think the only new thing that I can think of is AEW announced that Supreme line. Yeah, I I was gonna say I I don't think we talked about that. Um, and this is like their they, answer to the Ultimate Edition from WWE, right? Um, they're they're gonna be like forty three dollar figures SRP, which is whew. Super high. What do you think about that? Do you think that's going to lure people away? Ultimates aren't forty bucks. Like they're thirty, right? Um, twenty-eight to thirty. Yeah, kind of just depends on where you're at. Sometimes they ring out at twenty-eight. Sometimes they're thirty. Like I mean, they're still. I, I mean, mean everything goes 30, up. They're still twelve bucks cheaper. But everything like, goes up two bucks. They could be thirty two, thirty three. I don't know. Right. That's. Um, but I, I feel like these are take. I feel like this line is basically the ringside exclusive at retail. Yeah. Which I I'm not mad about it. The Cody looks cool because we're going to get a Cody jacket. And uh, uh, is it Britt Baker? Mm-hmm. Was she the other one? Like, and I know she's super, super popular. Um, man. Like, but is it worth double the price of a regular figure? I, 
I don't know. Because, like, I mean, granted, we haven't seen these, but from what I understand, it's going to have really intricate ring jackets, which I don't think that's a secret. We've seen a lot of those lately, like almost like they knew that this was going to happen. Um, right. So, like, Cody's had some very elaborate ring jackets. So, okay, so we do a ring jacket, and I and it's got multiple arms, so you can do the ring jacket arms, the regular arms. So it's kind of two-in-one figure, which, you know, that was kind of how the edge was or the some of the other ones where, like, you could remove the... the Bret Hart. Yeah, exactly. I, Nakamura. Yeah. As opposed to, like, a bulky sleeve, it was like a, a, an arm that you could take off and swap. So it's a good idea, but... Again, forty three dollars. We're we're rapidly approaching super seven prices here. Yeah, we're we are at uh, we are at um, pretty like you said. I about I confused NECA and Super Seven, but Ultimate Edition figures from Super Seven, yeah. like your New Japan figures, uh, the Majors, the Good Brothers, um, Andre of the. Andre, the Ninja Turtles, like, we are at that price at retail. This is retail. Like, all right, you know, because uh, I know I get asked this. Your nephew, he goes up and he sees Cody in the coolest ring jacket. Uncle Breaker, I've got to have this. What do you do? Well, buddy, there's this other one on on the shelf. It's half price. Would you rather have that? <laughs> That's true. See, in AEW with Jazzwares in general, they did something that Mattel didn't do, and I feel like it was smart, but I want to kind of get your opinion. They don't have a basic-esque line, the $10 line, right? And right. That's something that Mattel, I think, was very smart in. Basically, they, they geared towards collectors, and they geared towards the kids. Now... Full disclosure, my nephew's not a big fan of the basics. Like, he has some for sure, but he's going to want an Elite every other time because they have better articulation, they have better playability, and they have ring gear. So I get it, but it's, again, it's that thing of, like, do I really want to spend 20 bucks or, you know, now 22 on a figure? Because it's, it's a lot more, and he's just going to play with it. Right. No, it's... It's a lot, and I, you know, mark our words. You know, you know, we've talked about, you know, you you've said before, like, oh man, nobody's going to spend twenty dollars on an elite. Now, do I think people are going to buy it? Absolutely. There are collectors, there are completists, there are people that love this line. Yep. And there is going, people are going to buy it, and the, you know, they're going to be the. Gotta have it, gotta have it now. And that's awesome. But I just think this is, do you put this with the regular figures or do you go put it back on the collectible wall where, you know, where you know the toys are going to be a little bit more expensive because of NECA? So where, where do you put it? Because right. it's not, well, I mean, I guess they could put it just regular because you've got your deluxe. Uh, masters, you know your revelations figures that are thirty three bucks, and uh, you know we're we are definitely diving deep and dissecting it. But um, you know, unless these are a hard pass for me, like, and I normally don't say that, but um, the only way I would pick one of these up 
is if I knew I was going to a signing and I wanted to get one signed. But that is my only, like, the only way I would pick this up. I'm a huge Cody fan. I even like Britt Baker. But, you know, I, I just can't justify it and open it or set okay. it on the shelf because I'm just going to look at it and go, I, I would probably almost have instant buyer's remorse by the time I got home. Well, you know, I get what you're saying. Uh, one thing I did think of with this is someone brought up to me, my good friend, Coach Doggins, that a lot of AEW figures are lacking accessories. So do you feel like like Cody's not had a figure, I don't think, with a ring jacket, right? I mean, the first one just had the sledgehammer and the belt. The second one had, like, the shirt. But we haven't had, like, a ring jacket yet. And I wonder if it's like, no, okay, we're going to leave intricate accessories with this. Um, that being said, Maybe? You know, Mattel did the, the uh, Elite 2 packs recently. And we've seen a few of those. But those never hit any store that I saw. They were only available on ringside. So could it be that Walmart's like $40 two-pack? No, we're going to pass. You know, I, I mean, it's possible because I'll be honest with you. I've never seen an ultimate figure at a Walmart. I've only seen elites. The only place I have ever seen ultimate figures is Target. I did see the Stone Cold Ric Flair wave at my Walmart recently, but that's the first time. So, so, and I mean, again, much like with the Ultimates, two figures per wave, it's a little bit easier to do, I guess, if you're willing to spend a little bit more money. So I do get it. Someone told me the uh, rumored lineup for wave two is Kenny Omega and Malachi Black. So that changes, right? Because now, is this Malachi's debut figure with AEW? And if that's the case, I think that's going to be a hit. And his And his gear has been very over the top, so it makes sense for that line. And, and get, again, I don't think this line's for every character. Only people with over-intricate costumes, right? Right. I, so. yeah, I'm trying to think right off the top of my head. You know, you've got your Malachi Black. Uh, Kenny is perfect for the... Well, at least New Japan Kenny was, where he would have all of these, like, crazy, intricate... Mm -hmm. You know, like the when he was Terminator. Sure. Um, you know, we definitely won't be getting a Mox. Um, we may get, like, a, a Painmaker or a Judas Jericho. Sure. I, we've got both of those already, but they may do soft goods. Um, who else Who else could they really, really do? Um, That's the thing, is we would almost have to see guys want to dive deep into this by getting more elaborate gear, they, you know, cause you almost have to have that. So uh, until they do that, I don't, I don't know. It'd be hard to say. Yeah. Um, on the topic of AEW, I, this was announced. Um, I, I'm trying to find it real quick. Uh, there is a new line of, uh, of, um, Oh, gosh, was it – I don't remember if it was unrivaled or unmatched, but um, it's going to have uh, Eddie 
uh, Eddie Kingston and Thunder Rosa in it. Yeah, uh, that will be Unrivaled Series 9. And I am excited for that because (coughs) this will be the first Thunder Rosa figure and the first Eddie Kingston figure. This this wave is actually full of first times. We'll also include Brian Cage. Which he had a FTC figure. It wasn't my favorite, yes. but he did have one. Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, which are both debut figures for them. And then uh, Christian Cage, which is kind of a fun one because it's his first Christian Cage figure since what? His TNA days? So, yeah, it's been since a long the time. Marvel TNA, the Toy Biz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, a great wave. Yeah, I, I am excited for those. I forgot that those, those were coming out, but. Um, uh, really excited for a Thunder Rosa. I had. Uh, she's going to be very toyetic. I bet she's the chase in that wave too. Oh, definitely to get different face paints. Um, I bet the chases are her and Christian. Those are my those are my predictions. I I, I think a, a cool. I, get... I I hope also too that they do a alternate head with her with a battle damaged paint. I, I've always thought that that's such a cool idea. Um. Guys like Sting and Warrior. I know they did it with WWE a few times where they did like the battle damage Warrior paint. I'm like, that's such a cool idea, you know, because they, the paint never looked good at the end of the match. So I, being able to do that as a like figure photography would be amazing. Yeah, I, that would be that would be awesome. And you know, now that she's got a figure, maybe we get a second. Um, Blood match to go with our Britt Baker. Oh, for sure. From the Lights Out match. So, um, super excited, at least for those two, um, because they're, well, like you said, every lot of firsts other than Christian, but, um, you know, it's good to see that they're expanding, and I think it'd be great to have a, an Eddie Kingston figure and, agreed, you know, Thunder Rosa, because, I was going to work on a custom, and I still will, because I, I did get a head from uh, Hederation Federation or World Wrestling Hederation on Instagram, and uh, now uh, she's got an official release, so awesome. Absolutely. I think that will be uh, really fun. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Do you think Jazzwares announces any type of a retro line soon? I would say yes, because Jeremy is constantly asking all kinds of dumb questions on Twitter. Yeah. And I, like, you know, retweet for a hundred bucks. What do you guys think of retros? What about LJN? Um, do, you, do you think it will be a retro line, or do you think he'll do what he's doing with the unmatched wave, where it's an LJN every other wave? I think it's going to be the LJN personally. Um, We're just like one every now and then. Yeah. I, he, he, he never did a retro line. I think he's so forward thinking that why think of the past? Let's just yeah look forward. And, you know, yes, it's popular. It's overly popular, but let's, What's the next big thing, not a a, a a thing from the past? And that's how we got classic superstars. That's how we sure. got deluxe aggression. You know, he 
he he'll dabble more in the news than you know write a uh, you know try to rehash something from the past or write a love letter to LJNs or Hasbro's. That's a good point. Uh, kind of speaking of the retros, Steve Ozer mentioned somewhere, and I I don't want to quote it too directly, but it was something who <laughs> who Steve Ozer. Never heard of him. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> he's uh, he quoted something where it was with Mattel. They have something in the works that we're all going to be really excited about as far as the retros are concerned, which that made me think this isn't a figure, but maybe a something. And I don't know. I don't want to speak to what I think that might be, but you know, we've seen the Mattel set that they're doing like the, the light up stage for the elites. I would like to see them do something like that for the retros. Cause we never really have had anything other than just the ring. So I'm hoping that that's what they have planned. I would like to see them re-release the ring because I know a lot of people like to make custom rings. So hopefully, hopefully that happens. I think that'd be really cool. That would be cool because the the funny thing about those rings is nobody bought them, and then they got to like eight to ten bucks on Amazon, and then people were buying them and buying them, and that's when they started doing the custom rings, and then they're like a hundred bucks a pop now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, I remember even back then, I was like, why aren't they doing, like, a new style ring with Stone Cold, an old style ring with, I don't know, Bret Hart, or NXT ring with an exclusive Adam Cole. Like, that's a freaking license to print money, because people love this ring. Plus the exclusive figure, people yeah. bought it all day. I would have bought a yellow NXT ring with black ropes. Absolutely. That would have been amazing. Exactly. Everybody would have, so... I don't know, it's just weird. So hopefully that happens. I, I know they have a second wave plan now that Wave 1 has sold out within a few hours. I, I imagine that they're going to go all all in on this line, no pun intended. So hopefully that we'll see some new announcements very, very soon. So I'm, I dig it, man. I think it's fun. But is there anything, uh, anything you want to talk about for what you're excited for before we dive into what we're finding on the pigs? Uh, that's it. There's nothing, like, like you said, nothing else really is in the news, so... Um, uh, I'll ask you before I go into my lengthy what I've been finding. What have you been seeing on the pegs, man? Well, I've been out there. I've been hitting the streets, you know, doing my leg work, as they say, or my toy spotting. Um, you might hear those on other podcasts, but um, I haven't really been finding a lot. Um, I did find the Cobra bat the other day at a random Walmart. I picked that up. So I'm caught up on the Joe's. So that was fun. Um, I did see this at my local Walmart, um, which that's kind of a funny thing. And I'm sure you're the same way. I was talking about our toys, toys R us's and finding ones out of town. There's kind of something special about hitting a Walmart. That's not your specific Walmart, right? Yes. Cause you feel like you're going to find something really good. And sometimes you do. So but most times you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. They got nothing to. Right. But every now and then, like, that's where I found that bat. I was like, whoa, hey, nice. Um, but I found uh, the other day the Power Rangers, they were like the Megazords as a line of Megazords. And they were in the VHS style box that we're going to see with the Marvel Legends. That's really cool. First time I saw that, I must say, based upon my 
thoughts, I guess, it's not really appealing to the eye. Were now were they hanging on a peg? Were they? Um... Hang on one second. Okay. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I had a doorbell ring. Late night Amazon delivery driver, but but yeah, Travis. What I was talking about with the uh, the Power Ranger, Mega, it was the Megazord figures. They're in the VHS style box, which the artwork is great. They look like a VHS tape. That's that part is fun. But like I was saying, they just don't really totally have the shelf appeal as an action figure because you can't really see it until you open it up. Right. Um, did did they have like a J hook to where they were on, like hanging on a peg? Were they? They, they did. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. Wow. How does this make you? I know that there it's a completely different toy line. But how does this make you feel now seeing one of these in person about the, the Marvel Legends uh, going to the VHS? Does that, like, make you a little hesitant at this point? Or, yeah, or it not? does, actually. Um, it, it makes me less likely to want to buy it. Um, mostly because, I, you know, I know with a lot of people are Minton card collectors. And I feel like this mint on card, you're literally, it's like, I guess the only, maybe the upside is you could open it up and then like just display the empty box and no one would know. But I don't know. It takes, it takes a lot of, a lot of fun out of it for me. I think there's something fun about seeing a figure in a package. Right. So I, I feel the same way about the new Fortnite figures when they're all covered up except for a window box at the head. Like I, I will say this. I didn't. And this is different because I was under the impression the X-Men figures, and they still may be, I don't know, they would be covered in plastic, like almost like a, like a, like a, not a saran wrap, but like a shrink wrap, you know? Yeah. Well, these, it looks like the box has the pull tab like you would find on like a frozen food box. And you pull that out and then you pull it out from underneath. Weird. Yeah. And so... Then you cut the film over the mashed potatoes to, and then cook it for two minutes and take it out and stir, right? Yeah, and if you, if you don't have the turntable in your microwave, you spin the, the tray around. Right, exactly. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Hungry man, XXL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it just it didn't have the appeal for me like I wanted. But that being said, you know the, uh, the $10 Transformers line that they have that are like the smaller figures? Yeah. I saw some new ones of those, and they were in an all-cardboard box, but... They were more like the Fortnite with the open window that you could see. Okay. So, I don't know. Like, it's this may be just the future moving forward. Hard to say. But it's not It's not for me, man. I mean, like, will I still get it if it's a figure I want? Yeah, sure. But it's just, I don't know. It's not the same as a carded figure or a, a plastic boxed figure. It's just, uh, okay. I don't know. Just different. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing card and bubble now for whew, 40 some odd years and to now just go to this box thing like it's going to take a uh take a, take a take a take a while to get used to it so yeah um, it's 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 different for sure but so i saw those um i i did finally see unrivaled series 7 
at my local Walmart, which was like Lance Archer, Nyla Rose, the Young Bucks, and FTR. So it was cool to see those. Um, but honestly, man, other than that, I, I haven't been seeing a lot. No new, nothing really new NECA that's been like, oh, nice. Like uh, still seeing Goliath pretty much everywhere I go. Uh, I'm talking Walmart and Target. I did notice my Target. My God, they got a ton of the new Legends WWE line, the one with like Jake the Snake and Cowboy Bob. I've heard that, and I think we talked about it last episode, how um, each of the figures are in their own box now. So, like, you're getting, when you get a case, you're getting, like, six to eight Triple H, six to eight Boxing Bob, yep. six to eight Hurricanes, and six to eight um, Jakes. Right. So, that's crazy. But I, I've, I've seen that on... Twitter and Instagram and TikTok where it's like, holy crap, look at all of the hurricanes. And I have a feeling this line is going to be uh, clearanced uh, very, very well. At least Boxing Bob because nobody wants that Boxing Bob figure, I feel like. Yeah, it's a, it's a unique one uh, for sure. I, I feel like this Legends line has been a little less than in a lot of cases where it's like, okay, we have an, we have another hurricane. Didn't we just get an elite hurricane not that long ago? We did, but this is, and I'll, I'm, I'm a hurricane apologist. This is the like end of the run hurricane Yeah, where he, he had the, whereas the first elite one was like right when he started the gimmick. So this is definitely I the second to... Jake though. Yeah, this is the the Cobra Jake or the WCW Jake, because um, we, I feel like, wasn't it barely a year ago that we got Jake? Maybe he was, like I a think year he and was a half? in like the second series after it came back, because that first series was like, um, that was the Greg, Razor, and Bobby, right? Right. And then it was supposed to be the sting and that was canceled. I think Jake was in the next wave after that. Yeah. I, like you said, we've had a good amount of Jake's. Um, and, uh, I mean, we're obviously getting the, uh, triple H and, uh, is Nash in this one or was Nash in the last one? Because he was in this the whole, last one, this one is, Triple H, like you said, Boxing Bob Orton, Hurricane, and Jake. And I think the next one's like Mean Mark, Road Dog, Edge, and somebody else. But again, it's like, I know they're trying to do all the DX in the military gear, like one at a time. And Mean Mark's a fun one, but I feel like this line doesn't really quite have the sizzle that I was expecting it to have. No, they're 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 reaching for straws. Um, or... How, whatever, however that yeah. statement goes. I hope that they, because I know that they've been very popular, the, like, the Smash and Slam red car and the Slambulance, I hope they do, like, the, the Troop DX army car. Oh, they should. That would be huge. Like, I think, I mean, it would fit with the figures. It's a different vehicle for the kids to where they don't have to re-release the Slam and Crunch car, 
or, or like a off-white sling ambulance, and you know, collectors will buy it and kids will buy it. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I agree. I think that would be awesome. I don't know if that's something they uh, they're planning or not, but I think that would be a great idea. And and I think this line is fun because we're getting a lot of guys. Like we probably wouldn't have got a mean Mark. We probably wouldn't have got a big John Stud. Um, otherwise, so I think it's a cool idea. And then like the WCW Vader was really fun. The ECW Bam Bam Bigelow was fun. There's definitely been some fun additions. But like I know we've had Razor and Scott Hall. You know, it's like a lot of the same guys over and over. Two Jakes. It's like okay, come on, give us something new here. Right. But uh, uh, any- I'm surprised we haven't got like a a a, one, a heel one two three kid or like yeah. the like. I mean, they're doing Sean Waltman, so. Right. It, it just it seems like it's kind of going back to the same stuff over and over again. But um, I know, obviously, you know, people probably have heard you cough on here a couple of times. You're still kind of on the men from the vid. Um, so the, what was that like, man? You you spent a good week or two not being able to go to any stores at all. Yeah. Um, it was like I normally go to the stores on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. Um, I got sick. Well, my son got sick on a late Saturday night, early Sunday. Um, so was in quarantine with him. Then I got sick. Um, it was on the mend during the rumble. Um, and then I didn't leave the house for three days because I was, you know, working and getting the kids back to school. But then we got an amazing snowstorm. So, I mean, other than, like, the gas station, uh, I haven't been out of the house. Um, It's weird. Uh, I've looked a lot on eBay and Instagram and whatnot and Macari. I haven't done any purchases, but like I you know you had it. Like when you're sitting here on day three with nothing to do because you've watched everything that you want to watch. You don't want to play a video game. You don't stir crazy. Yeah. So you just scroll through eBay, scroll through eBay. So um you know I'd like to say that I, I've seen a whole lot of stuff, but all I've seen is the inside of, uh, of my house. Um, I've seen my mailbox and I've seen my phone screen with eBay stuff. So I apologize that I've got nothing to bring to the, uh, table for what I'm finding in stores. Honestly, you probably got the vid at a good time and I'm not trying to make light of it because it it is what it is. Everybody is probably going to get it at some point, but not much happened as far as toy stuff hitting right during that time. So you probably, when you finally were able to get back into the stores, probably didn't see a whole lot of change. Yeah. Um, I went and picked up milk and, uh, actually yesterday and there wasn't my, it's like nothing had changed. Nothing really was, there was no new NECA. There was no new anything. Um, the only thing that had changed in the Walmart really was they were moving uh, that, uh, Valentine's Day out for Easter. 
Yeah. So instead of Valentine's candy, the Easter candy started showing up. So, which is weird because Valentine's Day hasn't even happened as of this recording. But yeah, right. And it's weird how it goes. Within the same aisle, you can get Reese's hearts or Reese's Easter eggs, <laughs> and it's like, hmm, which one of these do I need? Yeah, it's it's definitely strange. So. And that was kind of how mine went as well. It was just not a lot of change. Like, I'm still waiting on – it's funny. I found that that Alley Viper several weeks ago. Then I found Bat. And then my local Walmart since then has not updated their Joes at all. It's still the movie Joes, Lady J, and Flint. That's it. Right. And my Target's the same way. And I'll, and I'll see some stuff change here and there, but not a lot. And same with the WWE figures. Kind of, You'll see some new stuff and – I don't. A lot of the WWE stuff, I feel like, is kind of the, always the same same stuff over and over again. It's just, yeah, it's and not I, exciting. Like I know the new Spider Man line is hitting, like the retro animated series. Right, and, but, I, and I have seen some of those because actually you were telling me to look out for the uh, Spider Armor. I haven't seen that, but I've seen like Shocker, Hammerhead, and some of the other ones, but not that one. Yeah, it's uh, like I said. I know those are hitting, so. That's exciting because that's another, you know, good series of figures, or at least I think, because they, they, they're they re-releasing a lot of the harder figures to get yeah. and, and, and re-releasing them on that retro. Yes. Yeah. Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley, uh, the black costume. So it's really, really cool that, that those are, are coming out, and I hope to see those one day. I, I did just remember something else I found recently. Um, I picked up the Motu Revelations Triclops and, and the Savage He-Man with Orko. I've gotten both of those now. All I have to say is shame on you for not waiting. You you fell for it where you got to have it now. I'm just kidding. Well, you know, I, I it's it. funny you say that because... The Savage He-Man, I did wait because at the time when I first saw it, I thought, hmm, I don't really want to spend the money right now, so I'll wait. And uh, then I, a friend of mine said he found it. I'm like, eh, I'm not worried. I'll get it later. He's like, okay, cool. Then I got on the Target app, and it was sold out of every store except one. I was like, oh, no. And so I went ahead and did like the order online to go pick up in store picked it up and when I went and picked it up and I and I was actually on the phone with you when I picked it up mm-hmm. and there was two others on the shelf so I'm like well that's not that big a deal and then I saw it at another target a few days later so I'm like huh. I don't know it just kind of makes you laugh because you're like I think they scared me into buying it you know and uh, hey, it, it happens it sure I, you does. know I'm I, I'm only giving you a hard time because we have talked about it like are these going to be hard to find I, you know I know that uh the other thing is, shortly after that, you ran across another Series 3 Revelations, which, like I said, I, I still have yet to see in my neck of the woods. So, you know, distribution, you know, they all of the, the toy podcasts ha- have talked about distribution and distribution problems with everything. So, um, glad you got them. Uh, they are cool figures, so you've got technically four figures. You've got a good and a bad Triclops, whichever mm-hmm. one you want, Orko, and 
Savage He-Man. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was excited to be able to uh, to get those. So we'll uh, we'll see as the as the line progresses. But uh, unless you have anything else to add, I think it's about time to dive into our main event. Let's do it. Prepare yourself for combat. Mortal Kombat action figures. Fight for right in your own tournament of champions. Liu Kang. Johnny Cage. Raiden. Sub-Zero. Reptile in the Dragon MK1. Kino on the combat cycle. Mortal Kombat. It's not just a game anymore. Mortal Kombat action figures. Combat cycle comes with Kano. Dragon MK1 comes with Reptile. All right, we are back here on episode 43. It is main event time. Travis, it is now time to dive into the Mortal Kombat style or Mortal Kombat Hasbro G.I. Joe style figures. These came out, of course, in 1994. Only one wave, but it only made sense really at that time for one wave because we hadn't seen a lot of the other games at this point. We had a 12, like a 12 inch line. We had the basic series, which was like the G.I. Joe style. These figures were great. They had some accessories. Not a ton, but a few. They had a little cutout bio card. Um, unbelievable line. Uh, some exclusive figures that came with uh, with vehicles, which was really, really fun. Um, what are your thoughts on these in general? And then we'll kind of break down each figure. Um, I, full disclosure, I never, I didn't have any of these. But um, the inner kid in me, Thought it was awesome because Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat uh, had uh, not only in-scale figures, but made by the same company. The exact same figures. So, you know, we always talk about the Hasbro and the Galoob dream matches and and all of that. You literally could have... uh, Ryu versus Sub Zero, Scorpion and Blanca, mm-hmm. Goro and M Bison. Like it was awesome. Um, and I, I've gone back since and picked up a couple of my favorites, like uh, Sub Zero and Goro, because Goro is just an awesome looking figure. That's one of my biggest um, regrets of this line is I never got a Goro. He's really not that expensive, and you'd probably be able to find him at like a you like a, a flea market or a second time around place because these were just overly, overly produced and um, just really, really, you know, a lot of the same that we talked about with Street Fighter. They, mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll get into some of the details, but. Just reusing a lot of the the Joe sculpts, a couple new heads, a lot of uh, you know a repeat head, which is kind of funny, um, but really cool. Um, glad they did it, and glad we were able to have those uh, dream matches at a three and three quarter uh, GI Joe scale. For sure, man. Absolutely. I know this line specifically made me excited because, you know, I had two older cousins who, you know, I always really looked up to as a kid and they had the Sega Genesis before I did. And, um, I remember them playing Mortal Kombat and I was just like, this is so cool. And so when I see Scorpion and Sub-Zero setting on the pegs, like, how could you not want those? 
Right. And, and these, these characters, as much as I love Street Fighter, there's something about Mortal Kombat that I liked just a shade bit more. And... So I immediately was drawn to these figures. I thought they were amazing. Like you said, there's some obviously some reused parts and stuff, but um, such a cool line. And again, it didn't go long because it didn't really need to because they didn't really have a lot of characters, especially in those early games. But but like you said, the the crossover factor that you could do Scorpion and Zangief or you know Goro and E Honda or something. I mean, it was just the, the amount of crossover was so much fun. Absolutely. Um, so to kind of go through the line here, we'll kind of go through what we see in our memories. I'll, I'll start with these because they're on there. And I didn't even remember these until I just saw them. But I guess there was a 12-inch line um, that included Johnny Cage, Raiden, and Scorpion. I don't remember these. I've never been a fan. We see these a lot with these 90s lines where they do the big, bigger scale. But it's never as many figures, right? It's always a small yeah. number of figures. I remember only seeing these at... KB Toys mm-hmm. and seeing them red pinned immediately because yeah nobody expensive. wanted yeah nobody wanted them but I, I do remember seeing them you know in that top shelf or top stock of right. of a KB Toys. First up, we have you mentioned him already, Goro. Of course, you know, kind of he's you know Prince Goro from the movie. Kind of Shang Tsung's right hand man, four arms. He's got the big ponytail, just a monstrous look, looking man or creature, I guess rather. On his bio, I love this. His he's two thousand years old. He's eight foot two and weighs five hundred and fifty pounds. This was an awesome figure because there wasn't a form GI Joe either. Like, this was like I feel like they took all their tooling money for Street Fighter and put it into E-Honda, and then they put it all for, for Goro in this line. That, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And he was just cool. Um, and, you know, if he had accessories to where you could put, like, a knife in every hand, and, like, could you imagine Goro with, like, knives and swords? Like, that's ridiculous. Absolutely. Scary, but yeah, but it was just cool. Like he was bigger than the other figures. He, it was just. I, I'm just gonna say it again. It was just cool to have a four armed Goro. Now it, it doesn't show on the website I'm looking at, but if memory serves correctly, Goro was packaged with Johnny Cage in a two pack. That's the only way I ever remember seeing him being released. Yes, uh, I looked it up as we were talking. They did a special movie two-pack oh, to I where um, Goro is a little darker brown. I gotcha. And Johnny Cage is in like a black gray, like a light black, a very dark gray gi. Right, or karate gi, yeah. Yeah, from... And they they call it the special movie edition. So, yes, they definitely were in a two pack together. That makes sense. Okay. So next up, of course, is uh, the single version of Johnny Cage. And this one um, kind of got like the Muay Thai boxing trucks, taped feet. Of course, he's got his signature sunglasses on. Not, not a crazy 
close version of what we remember from the game or the movie, but again, it's Johnny Cage, right? It's a fun character. Yeah, close enough. I mean, it was, uh, uh, yeah, close enough. And this was kind of closer to that Mortal Kombat 2, because they kind of did mishmashes between Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 with, with these figures. Yeah, definitely. And so, fun, but again, it's a little bit different than what we were used to. Um, next up, we get Liu Kang. And again, early on in the game, he wasn't the most dynamic-looking character, and though they kind of went to number two or three, where they kind of gave a little bit more character with like the arm gauntlets and the headband and the, the red and black pants. So here we just got you know Liu Kang in the, the plain black pants. Nothing spectacular, nothing... Real fancy about it, but it, it's it's fun for what it is, right? Yeah, just kind of your run of the mill. It it could be more, but it's really not. Yeah. So um, then we get Raiden, of course. Um, the one I'm seeing here is the movie version, which I think is just a re-release version with a little bit more different accessories. But um, I I don't see his hat. I know he did have, in the regular release, he did have an actual hat. Um, because that's Raiden, right? If you don't have that, it doesn't seem right. Right. That He's he's definitely not Raiden without his pin hat or satellite dish hat. Right. Um, and then we go to my favorite figure of the line, one of my favorite characters in all of video games, Scorpion. Scorpion was cool. Um, the And the cool thing about all of these ninjas is they really could have made everybody. Sub-Zero, Smoke, Scorpion, Reptile, everybody. So, um, new head sculpt. <coughs> Excuse me. A um, lot of reuse, Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow right. pieces, but... Uh, we we come to expect it with Hasbro and these three and three quarters. Definitely. This was a figure that I, when I first saw Scorpion on the pegs, I was like, I have to have that. It's such a cool figure. Uh, next up we have Shang Tsung. Of course, the, the villain that we all remember from the video game and the movie. Um, did not have this one. In fact, I did not have any of the first ones we talked about. I didn't have Raiden, Johnny Cage, Liu Kang, or Goro, and I didn't have Shang Tsung, so I only had a few of these, but the ones I had, I really enjoyed. The funny thing is, if I recall, um, and I can't really tell from the picture, but uh, the Shang Tsung head is the Ryu and Ken head from Street Fighter. Let's uh, let's do a little zoom in, shall we? I think, I think it's the... the... It's absolutely the basic head. It's the Ryu head for sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So, like you said, a lot of reused parts here, so it wasn't really shocking. Well, I mean, that's what he looked like in. Right. I mean, the second one when he was younger, because the first Shang Tsung was that old old man with the like the wizard cloak and and all that. So Mm -hmm. cool that they you know, improvise to get uh, Shang Tsung. Definitely. 
Uh, next up, we have this, and I have a funny story about this character, Smoke, because I didn't know who Smoke was because I never saw him on the game. Obviously, in fact, I don't recall ever seeing him until um, like some of the sequel games. But I was buying Scorpion at the store, but I had enough money to buy two figures, and I had a friend with me, and he was like, "Dude, you got to get Smoke," and I wanted Sub Zero, obviously. Well, yeah, and he's Sub Zero's. Like, Amazing, right? He's like, no, you got to get smoke. And I'm like, I don't even know who Smoke is. And he's like, he's the best character in all of my combat. This guy more or less talked me into buying Smoke without me even knowing who he was. But I think he was a little bit more of a rare figure, so it was probably a smart move. Although I don't know where these are today, but I just thought that was interesting that he uh, never really appeared in that version of the game that I recall, at least the original one. Um, because I know Reptile did. We'll get to that in a little bit. But, yeah, I don't recall Smoke. But, again, exact same figure as Scorpion. They just switched the colors. So, very smart strategy to be able to make all these characters. Yeah, I think... I know Smoke was in 3. Mm-hmm. Um, he may have been a secret character in 2. Because a lot of that stuff runs together. Sure. Because, like, the ninjas turned into robots, which then mm-hmm. the robots... excuse me, turned into ninjas and, you know, it it was crazy, but um, it was cool to see Smoke because he was, like we talked about, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, but in gray. Exactly. Um, Next up, of course, Sonya Blade, the one female character from the original Mortal Kombat game. Uh, She was awesome in the movie. Um, the, the version we're looking at is kind of like the movie edition where they kind of did some modifications or almost repaints. But, uh, again, not a figure I had. I always wanted it but never got it, but great figure. Yeah, it was uh, just just a good figure. And I, I don't know for sure. I don't know if her head is an original sculpt or not. Part of me thinks it is, but another part of me feels like I've seen that somewhere before. It could have easily been like a Baroness or Lady J or something, I feel like. Yeah, I, it, I I feel like I've seen it somewhere where, I don't know, but I feel like I've seen it. And finally, Sub-Zero, our, uh, our third male ninja. Again, amazing figure. I did end up getting this one eventually, so I ended up, I only had... Four Mortal Kombat figures. I had Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Smoke, and then one more we'll get to here in a second. Three male ninjas, though. The ninjas were the popular ones. Like, ninjas are always cool. Like, you can't go wrong with a ninja. Um, They looked the coolest. And, I mean... Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Ninjas, Absolutely. two of the most popular characters. Like, why? Why would it be any different? Throw, send in the ninjas. Exactly. Uh, this line also did something different that we didn't see a lot, at least with the Street Fighter line. Exclusive character fig or exclusive figures. Um, first up, we have the Dragon Wing, which is kind of like Shang Tsung's ship, and that actually included Shang Tsung, but. I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think he was originally released right away. And that was the only way to get him initially, and then until they did the special edition, I could be wrong there. I'm not a hundred percent. I didn't have this one, but it you know it's a big boat looks like a fun 
fun vehicle. I would imagine it could go in the water, but I honestly don't know. That was the one thing about some of these G.I. Joe vehicles. Sometimes they uh, could float. Sometimes they would sink. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you never knew. You never you never knew, and that was that was half the fun and half the battle. But um, yeah, um, the second one. Do you was... know what the other half of the battle is? Knowing, right? Exactly, knowing mm-hmm. or sinking. There you go. <laughs> um, the second vehicle we had the combat cycle with Kano. I did have this one. I remember though on the box it showed him in like a black costume. In real life, he was in a white costume. At least my my figure was. So, um, I think these were very similar to the Street Fighter. You know, we talked about the two packs. I think uh, these were re-released as like player twos or different. Yeah, uh, different uh, paint schemes just to to get more of them out. Sure, sure, and um, and but I, again, I thought it was smart to do. Kano, and then the one we're going to talk about next with a vehicle being that's the only way you can get them. Well, yeah, I mean, I would have much rather bought Shang or uh, like Kano by himself instead of having to buy Kano in a vehicle because five to eight dollars was cheaper than twenty. Absolutely, um, and then of course, uh, finally, we have the Dragon MK1 vehicle, which includes the exclusive Reptile. So your fourth male ninja there. Overall, this is a great line. Mortal Kombat was hugely popular in this area and this era, so it was not really shocking to me that it, you know, a lot of people loved it. Um, actually, I don't know if you know this, but back in like the mid two thousands, there was a Mortal Kombat line based off one of the older games from Jazzwares. I remember seeing those at like Fye, and I bought a few of those. Those were really fun. And then um, currently, McFarland makes Mortal Kombat. And we've seen some other ones pop up here and there, but overall, it's kind of been a line that I'm I'm shocked hasn't had a lot more figure representation. I think it's hard, at least at first, because it was a mature video game and the first video game with blood, right? And it was in that it was Mortal Kombat and Doom that like set the the ESRB ratings and all that. So it, it kind of had that stigma. Even though it had a huge following, it still has that stigma of, this is a mature video game. And it, it, it would be hard to get kids or get parents to buy the toys for the kids when it's all over the news. So I think now especially with McFarlane doing it now is about the best time because we are looking back at, at, Oh man, I really remember, uh, playing this and you know, it's cool to see sub zero or, um, you know, I've seen the Shao Kahn of, uh, McFarlane toys. I'm like, Oh man, that is, that is awesome. Oh yeah. I remember I actually bought the Johnny Cage a while back impulsively because I was like, my God, that's a great figure. Um, because, I mean, it was. And that's that's the thing with these figures. Sometimes they're just like, wow, that's that's really cool looking. wasn't really something I planned to collect at the time, but it was just such a good figure. I couldn't pass it up. So, But I think you're right. These probably had a lot of controversy to them, I would bet. And I don't know that for sure. But like you said, the game, Mortal Kombat was the first game I can recall that had a major amount of controversy surrounding it. 
Yeah, like I said, it was like Nintendo wouldn't have blood, but you could get blood on the Sega by putting in mm-hmm. a cheat code. Shout out to Drew Vinsel for talking about cheat codes on uh, the uh, on his uh, Tales from the Estate podcast because cheat codes are another lost form of, of video games from the past. Like Todd Pendergast um, strategy tips. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, you couldn't do blood. And then, like I said, that's what that, and like I said, I think it was Doom that brought on your video game ratings now. Mm-hmm. And it's all because they, they made it to the home console. It has blood. And, Heaven forbid we see blood, but there's blood on every cop show or this or that. Movies so, and yeah, right, exactly, right. So I think it was just a generational thing, kind of like with comics now, right? Comics are rated, and I remember being in high school getting comics, and you know, people were like, "Those are for kids." I'm like, "No, they're not. Like these are." These are very much not for kids. Like these are for teenagers to young adults. Um, yeah, based on the rating, based and on. I think it's just it's a generational thing because if you anyone who's a comic fan, which I'm sure we have a few on here, if you read a comic from the '60s, it's incredibly campy. But you read one today, it's it's not. Most of them aren't for kids, right? And so there's that weird thing. But again, video games. I don't think console games are geared at six year olds now. They're geared at adults. So right, it's just a uh, just a, a generational thing, I think for sure. Well, yeah, because the parents are the one that have the money, so you're going to target the person with the money, right? Um, not the six year old that doesn't have the job, right? And that that this honestly could be a whole long debate about like video game violence because I know everyone was like. Well, if, you know, if kids play Grand Theft Auto, they're going to want to go steal cars. And I'm like, I, I really don't think so. I think it's it's a game, you know, like I don't play Monopoly and start wanting to invest in real estate. You know, like it's a oh, game. Oh, boy, I missed, the, I missed the boat on that. I right. I, I mean, it's just. Have, why have I not bought something on a boardwalk? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just it's a it's just a game. I, I've always thought and. Never to be taken seriously, but that could be a whole different debate, I guess. But uh, next week, we've already done our, our poll. If people follow us on Twitter at TB Toycast, they know this. And so if you've been following along at home, you already know what episode 44 is going to be. But I'm going to go through the poll here, Travis. And uh, once I find it, we'll kind of talk about everything as far as the poll. Because I think the poll was a little bit... I don't want to say surprising, but I think there were some factors into why it won. So on this poll for 44, we had four choices. We had the ultimate, well, not the ultimate, but the muscle figures from Mattel from back in the early 80s. We had the full house dolls. We had the second wave of the McDonald's Disney Masterpiece Collection. And finally, Toy Biz Marvel Legends Series 1. And, uh, your winner with forty four percent of the of the votes, the Full House dolls, which I I contribute to possibly the uh, untimely death of Bob Saget, is probably why that won. I would wholeheartedly agree on that. Yeah, um, Muscle came in second place with twenty eight percent. 
Uh, shocking here, Marvel Legends Toy Biz in third place with only 19%, and then a straggling fourth place with 9% of the votes, McDonald's Disney. So I, I was kind of shocked by the, the the low votes on some of those. I I was too. Um, I guess I, I, or like you said, I, I'm pretty sure it had a lot to do with um, Bob Saget, and I think um, our listeners want us to... Uh, talk about something that neither of us had, which yeah. might be a first because I, at least everything that we've talked about, one of us has had at least one of them. And, uh, yeah. the only recollection I have of this is, um, a little girl that my mom babysat back in the day had, had the, Mich- the talking Michelle doll. Cause surprise, an early '90s toy had a talking pull string toy like Urkel. Like uh, I had a Pee Wee Herman. A lot of yeah. The other, yeah. So because she was, you know, it had all of her quotes like, uh, "You're in big oh, trouble, Lord, Mister." I don't even remember them, right? Yeah, you're a big trouble, Mister, or you know things like that. So, um, spoiler alert for next episode, but that is. The only recollection I have about this toy, so we will be doing some homework on without a doubt Toys R Us or Toys R Us. Listen to me, Full House. Well, and that that's such a popular sitcom. I think everybody watched this after school to some to some degree, um, at least a little bit. And I only remember seeing these once. This particular line, I remember one time seeing them on NinCap at Walmart, and I love Full House so much I wanted to get them, but. Still kind of new, like these are dolls, like the you know, right? These aren't action figures; these are straight up like Barbies. So I didn't, and uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed I didn't because I feel like those would be kind of fun to have today. But um, and I honestly like they, they don't even show up on some of the websites that we use for uh, for research, so they're very hard to come by uh, as far as information. So that will be fun to dive into um, next week on episode forty four. But of course. We also have our shout-outs we like to get into. Um, I want to shout-out guys uh, like Eric and Barry over at Doing the Favor. I just did a watch-along with them a couple of weeks ago on the 2006 Royal Rumble. Travis, you did a watch-along with them on the 98 Rumble. Not not enough good things to say about these guys. Love talking to them. Absolutely. I 100% agree. So shout-out to Eric and Barry. Another shout-out is, of course, the one and only Jason Wolf over there. Uh, with Howlin' with the Wolf, his podcast, which he's doing a lot of episodes nowadays, The Wolf's Chop Shop. I just got a Chop Shop notification uh, just this week, so I should have a new box. Hopefully by the next couple of episodes we can talk about that and uh, all the new goodies I got from the Chop Shop there. Um, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. Check his show out as well. Um, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Erickson, another fun wrestling-based podcast if you're a fan of that. Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with my buddy uh, Richard and his friend Matt talking all things horror films, which shout out to Richard. He sent me a Hasbro Series 1 Macho Man the other day. Just asked if I wanted it. I said I did. I said how much. He goes, I don't worry about it. I'll just send it to you, which I thought was super cool. And very nostalgic for me because the Series 1 Macho Man was my very first ever Hasbro. So to have that back in the collection was really fun. It's an awesome, awesome get. Absolutely. And then finally, I want to show, throw a shout-out to my buddy Aaron Anders and his new show, Catching Up with Aaron and Daniel. And that's all I got, man. What do you got? 
Uh, I want to shout out Jeff and Scott at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, Scott has a side project, Drunk Wrestling History, uh, where they're not always right, but they are always drunk. Uh, we've got our Thursday tag team partners, Tales from the Estate, with Drew and Caitlin Vinsel. <coughs> Check them out by their top five and random fact of the week. It is always up to par. And we've got uh, Star Joes, uh, Ryan, Chuck, Grub, uh, over there covering all of your 80s properties that we that we knew and love. And the Open Your Toys podcast with uh, our buddy Rock. Uh, he's finally on the mend, getting back to normal. So uh, glad, uh, glad things are on the up and up for Rock. And uh, go check him out on the Open Your Toys podcast. Awesome, man. Yeah, some definitely some great stuff for you guys to check out there. Check all those guys out if you can. Um, I, I know firsthand listening to podcasts sometimes is difficult because there's so many out there, but there's some great stuff uh, to check out. And then next week will be our main event will be the Full House Dolls, which will be such an interesting main event. And what's funny and just kind of behind the scenes, when we started this, I didn't plan to dive into just like the Viewmaster or stuff like that, but it's kind of fun to dive into these lines that are a little outside of our wheelhouse or like the guess who board game, right? It just, they're, they're different, but they're fun. Yes. And like I said, this is definitely a blind spot in my collecting. So we are, I'm going to learn and it will be fun. Absolutely. I think it'll be a good time. So that will be coming up next week. Uh, make sure to grab the toy. Excuse me. Easy for me to say the TB toy cast shirt, which you can find at whatamaneuver.net as well as a lot of our other podcasting buddies have shirt stores there as well. Check out my other podcast, breaker remains power hour every Sunday. You know, it's fake, right? Every Monday. And of course, um, we have the official Arachnaman figure, which we, you can get through us as well as the gobbledygooker. So pic- pictures will be up um, with those on, on our Instagram and Twitters if you want to see them. Um, it's a 3D printed proje- uh, project, so it's kind of you know something you have to paint and stuff like that. But these are really fun. We have some more stuff in the works. In fact, we just got back images of one recently, and I don't want to give away who it is, but, man, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool piece. And a guy that's never had an action figure. More more great work uh, from our buddy uh, Mark Cochran. He's you know doing some amazing things with uh, the sculpting and the figures. So uh, always excited to get little previews like this of, of future uh, future stuff. Absolutely, it just it's it's a fun thing for us to do. We've got one that's currently in production that I think will be. Everyone will love, I think, because it's, it's, again, it's outside the wheelhouse for a lot of people, but very much in it. So different than what you're probably thinking without giving away too much. Plus, we have we have a lot of ideas out there, do we not? Like a lot of like just random ideas that are going out. Uh, yes. If we, if we had like a secondary title, we would be like uh, Disney Plus's Marvel What If. Yeah. What if we do this? What if we do that? Like... There, there are a lot of what ifs going on right now. Well, and I and I mentioned it in a previous episode, and it was kind of based upon this. I was like, "How come no other toy line did Hasbro style?" Like, I mean, 
why didn't Hasbro do the Street Fighter figures in that style? Why didn't they do the Mortal Kombat figures in that style? Why did they choose G.I. Joe? And I'm not knocking G.I. Joe because everybody loves those. But it was it's it's weird to think that no other line got the Hasbro treatment besides wrestling figures. And you know, maybe we can change that. Hey, I we're we are making things happen. Absolutely. Very, very very I don't want to say very slowly, but you know, we're we're one step at a time and we're we're getting getting things done. Absolutely. More announcements to come, so make sure to follow us on social media at TV Toycast and TikTok as well, um, which I guess is social media, but, you know, it's different a little bit. And then, of course, check out all future episodes for more announcements. Thank you guys for checking out the TV Toycast, and we will see you in the toy aisle. Take it easy.